Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we begin our 40-day journey of confession, contrition, and repentance. Ashes are imposed and oppressed on us with a, a cross on our foreheads. It's the first external reminder that Lent has come and that I must die. Ashes for baptized Christians are a sign of confession, of repentance and suffering and grief. When God first confronted Adam in the Garden of of Eden after the fall into sin, God immediately reminded Adam that just as he came from the dust of the ground, so his body would become dust again in death. Although Adam and Eve were once created perfectly, they would now die because they transgressed God's good command. We, as their children, we also speak these same words when we impose ashes. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Death comes to all people because all have been born with it from the first father and mother, Adam and Eve, As King David truly confesses, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Therefore, Lent is a very healthy annual spiritual practice for us because it it truly implores us to take off the old clothing of sin in order that we may be clothed anew by Jesus Christ. If you do a quick review through the Holy Scriptures, There's evidence of ashes throughout. Job covered himself with ashes because of his grief and his shame. Jeremiah reminds us of ashes and lamentations. Ezekiel preached cities such as Tyre would repent in dust and roll in ashes. Isaiah also warned God's people about idolatry and worshiping wooden idols. One who worships them feeds on ashes. In Esther 4.1, Mordecai mourns for the people of God tearing his clothes and putting on dust and ashes after he hears the murderous edict of the king and his servant Haman. Later, after Jonah preached to the city of Nineveh, the king and all the people mourned in dust and in ashes. And finally, Jesus does not hide from ashes, but exhorts the Galilean cities of Chorazan, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, to repent in sackcloth and ashes in the gospel reading that we just heard. The ashes that you wear this evening remind you of your sin. Just as Nineveh sinned and repented in dust and ashes, many others repented after God's prophets preached to them. Today, we begin a new sermon series, Promised Treasures, where each week your pastors will highlight an ancient, visible, and biblical object that impresses upon us who we are and what God has done to save us. A number of these objects are common in daily life today, and by utilizing them in this way, you'll better appreciate your history as the people of God and your daily need for Christ Jesus. Tonight, we sit and clothe ourselves in dust and in ashes, as Job did. 
Job, you recall, was blessed with a large family from God. He had a wife, seven sons, three daughters. He owed much land, had numerous servants, thousands of animals. He was one of the wealthiest men in the East, like a modern-day Gates, Zuckerberg, or Musk. However, God allowed most of all of his earthly possessions to be taken away in one fell swoop. And then he permitted Job's body to be so deeply affected with boils and sores from the bottom of his feet to the crown of his head that he literally scraped his scabs and skin with a piece of pottery to obtain relief. All was so badly lost that even Job's wife desperately said to him, Curse God and die. This is true. All Christians suffer in life. And if you haven't, you will. In fact, St. Paul says to the Philippian congregation and to St. Timothy that all Christians suffer. Some sufferings and trials are worse or less than others. Some are self-made due to our selfish ways that hurt and injure others who now do little to help us. Other suffering is simply brought upon, uh, upon us by others because we live in a, in a fallen and sinful world. And the thing is, when, when sin touches us, so does death. Our grandparents die, our parents die, children die, and other loved ones perish. And so we sit in ashes with Job, and we remember what Martin Luther said before God. We are all beggars. This is true. Repentance levels the playing field for life. It makes us recognize that any and every blessing that we enjoy and possess is only a gift from God's almighty hand. Brothers and sisters in Christ, being baptized into Christ's death is more than just wearing ashes. Jesus Christ promises also to raise you from the ashes of your death and grave and assures you of eternal life. Jesus promised Martha at Lazarus' death, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. St. Paul adds, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, we, that, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too might walk in newness of life. So you are no longer clothed in death, but with life, and life in Christ. After Job endured his ashes and his cross, God raised him out of his suffering. Jesus Christ washes, and he raises you right now with a renewed purpose. He wipes away all of your ashes, and he promises to bless you. Good Friday is coming. Reminding you that Jesus Christ has taken all of your ashes and old clothing of sin and was nailed to a cross with all of it. It is all buried with him and it is no more. 
That's why St. Paul says, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Easter promises that God always rises from the dead. And so now you have hope and joy because he has raised his own son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. Yes, we sit in in dust and in ashes uh, this evening in order to grieve, to suffer, to repent again. However, we grieve as Job did. Job had hope and promise in his Redeemer. In the end, dear friends, you will not be clothed in ashes, but in the stunningly white robes, washed completely by the blood of the resurrected Lamb, Christ Jesus himself. Your joy is not found in you, but only in the Lord Jesus, who offers you his precious body and blood for you in this supper. In him you are clothed. In him you are redeemed. In him you are secure, both now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.